The Ginger Beer Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. So today we have a very special guest from Guadalajara, Mexico. Now, if you're not familiar with Mexico, if you're looking at the southern part of the Mexican state, like the outline, there is this little spur that is very near where my next guest is from. He is Aaron Disler. He's originally Swiss. We're going to get into his whole story. And he has a ginger beer brewery in Guadalajara called Edelweiss. And uh, here's the podcast. Thanks for joining. Just a few things before we start. Um, you say your name, Aaron Disler? Yes. Yes, okay. And uh, the brewery is Edel, Edelweiss or Edelweiss? Edelweiss, yes. Edelweiss. Yeah. Okay. With, with a W Edelweiss. sound. Edelweiss, it's the national flower of Switzerland. Is that right? Okay. Because a lot yeah. of, uh, you know, there's Weiss beer. So yeah. and people call that like a wheat beer, right? So yeah, yeah I was thinking yeah. people might think that your beer was a wheat beer or something. <laughs> no, it's really because I'm Swiss. So uh, Edelweiss, uh uh, it was my girlfriend's idea to take this name, and uh, it's already we reached uh, the name here in Mexico, so it's it's really it's my name. Right my, on. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so uh, Edelweiss Ice. So what, where's the ice come from? Um, okay, when I when I begin with uh, ginger beer about. Three, three and a half years ago, uh, I didn't have a name, nothing. So I was thinking, okay, let's call it Ginger Ice. And um, the ice, it's, a, it's like a yeah, cold, refreshing, and that's why I kept ice on the label. Yeah, well, definitely is that. Um, okay, so you mentioned a little bit about Switzerland. Uh, why don't yep. you tell us a little bit about your personal background and uh, mm -hmm. then get in how you got interested in brewing or in um, like what kind of background you have like professionally as well. Um, okay, I was born in Zurich, Switzerland a long time ago. <laughs> um, I, I went to school like everybody then. I uh, chef, I'm a chef. I have a master degree in, in chef. Um, I studied in Switzerland, and when I was about twenty, I went to travel around the world. I was like, uh, let's say, I was working uh, for traveling. So when I get the job in some place, then I worked and they give me food, they give me sleep, and then I traveled along. Um, so you were a professional traveler. Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> now I'm a little bit more quiet. <laughs> um, then uh, in 1991, I went to Costa Rica. And I lived there for almost 14 years. And after that, I, they offered me a job here in Guadalajara. And to travel? Did they offer you the, a job to travel? What was your profession at that point? Um, no, I, I, I didn't cook anymore. 
and it was like uh, administration of a big, for a big enterprise. I was in charge of uh, Guadalajara, Mexico City, and Monterrey. And we're talking about like multiple restaurants. Is that the kind um, of business it was? No, they they uh, manufacture um, fans. Okay. And toys. Okay, neat. So you have a background in production, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I really left all the hotel and restaurant business. I didn't work anymore on this. Uh, when I came to Costa Rica first, or the first two, three years, I was working on a, in a, on a beach. I was uh, in charge of a hotel, restaurant, and everything. But then I, I wanted to try something something different, you know, uh, change, uh, open my mind a little bit, do something else, learn more things. Um, I went to sales. Um, <laughs> uh, that's why the job came from here to Mexico. And so I came here to Mexico and, well, now I'm 16 years here in Guadalajara. Yeah, you're basically a native now. Yeah, you can say that. Yes. <laughs> well, I drive like a Mexican. Right. <laughs> and you were telling me uh, over the Instagram messaging that uh, you're fluent in six languages and was one of those Spanish before you moved to Mexico or um, in Costa Rica? Um, no, I didn't know nothing about Spanish. I learned in Costa Rica first and here. Um, uh, I speak German, obviously, I'm from Switzerland, uh, French, and, well, English. I try to speak a good English. That's really cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, like, you know, in Costa Rica, with tourism, uh, there's a lot of tourism. So I was learning more English over there. Uh, here in Mexico, I worked uh, a little time in a call center. Also, so it was everything was English um, uh, until I was working now also in a restaurant. I was the manager of a restaurant from December 2018 until March this year, and now I'm I'm only with the ginger beef. Right on. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, it's very yeah. fun and scary to make that leap. As well, I know myself. It, it was like I, I made the change. I began with the change here in 2017, more or less, um, because a friend of mine he makes ginger beer here in Mexico, and I was uh, like, uh, I was working uh, on organic markets like farmer's markets in the U.S., I think. Yeah. And I was selling his beer, the beer he produced, but then we had some difference about the price and everything. And then I said, okay, yeah, make my own. That's how I begin to make ginger beer. <laughs> awesome. So he was making his own ginger beer, got you interested in it, and then you were like, all right, well, now I'm going to make some ginger beer by myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He makes a, a totally different ginger beer. It has no alcohol. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, I, I didn't. I I wanted to make something else. Something yeah. 
new, something different. And I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because there is definite difference between alcoholic ginger beer and non-alcoholic ginger beer. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not into pop. You know, I don't drink soda. I don't like Coca-Cola. You know, yeah. um, it's too sweet. You know, yeah. uh, but what I do is I drink alcohol, and okay. I've I've wanted to make an alcoholic ginger beer, and I'm very proud of you to also that you're making an alcoholic ginger beer because uh, the world doesn't need more sugar water. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except, well, I don't drink coffee for many, many years. Uh, only water and coffee in the morning. That's what I need. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking, okay, he already makes something. Uh, why I don't try something different, you know? Um, I, begin, I begin with, with the internet, looking what, how... I have to make it, how can I make it, what I need to make it, and that's, I, I begin just like, because I like it, I don't drink alcohol <laughs> anymore, but the ginger beer I drink, my ginger beer I try, I drink it sometimes, and now that's you, what now, I, to, to For clarification, your ginger beer does have <laughs> alcohol in it. Not much, yeah, but it does have some alcohol in it. Yeah, it has 3%. Right. Okay, so yeah. you're okay to drink 3% alcohol, ginger beer, but nothing else. Nothing else. All right. Not, not anymore, not anymore. Right, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's how I begin. Uh, I just try to do it and... Well, the beginning was very difficult. Uh, I had some, a lot of problems because of the fermentation, how to control it. Um, uh, I do, my ginger beer is not brewed like yours. It's, it's a lot different also. And in the beginning, uh, uh, let's see, I didn't know how much ginger, how much water. I, I had no idea. So it was just trying, trying, trying. Uh, I threw away a, a lot of liters, mm. <laughs> a lot of gallons, and uh, which bottle I can use, which bottle I can't use. Um, I tried to make it in plastic first to try, then they exploded in my kitchen. Uh, yeah, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't funny. <laughs> and yeah, then, be trying and everything, give tests to the friends and everything. So at the end, I had my recipe. And uh, then I begin a little bit with sales. And yeah, let's see what happens. You know. Very it was cool. Like start. Um, so would you say? because the ginger beer was so delicious that you were making, that's why you wanted to start a ginger beer business? Yeah, first, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, it, it, it's something totally different. It's refreshing. Um, it's also, at the end, it's good for your body. The ginger, it's something, it helps with your uh, stomach. Uh, it helps with your uh, peel, uh, skin, with your skin. So uh, I first went uh, the way like it's something natural. Uh, uh, it's good for your body. It's refreshing. 
and uh, you can mix it with fruit juice, you can mix it with alcohol, you can make Moscow mule, uh, here we make Mexican mule. So uh, now I, I, I went a little bit away. I tried to make uh, like two ways. One way it's, uh, uh, let's see, I, I don't use sugar. I, I use um, organic agave honey to sweeten it. Um, I use real lemon juice. Uh, the ginger is organic also. So I try to make it like uh, something healthy. And, but with a good taste. And you can use it for in a bar, you can use it for making drinks. Uh, you can drink it like this without nothing. Um, that was my idea. I, I, I want to make like two ways, you know, one the healthy way and one the, the restaurant and bar way. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you can add more alcohol to it and yeah. be potentially unhealthy but have more fun. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, some people, uh, they give it to their, to their kids and uh, it's no problem. <laughs> it has true percent three percent alcohol but the kids they drink it they don't see nothing they go to sleep that's it right <laughs> so aaron can you describe uh what the brewery looks like like if i was coming to edelweiss uh what would i experience is there a tap room is there not are you just bottles off-site only how what does it look like describe it for me uh -huh. um okay i my production it's very it's still uh like small um, I had a place where I maybe I use uh, oh, how to say that uh, like steel containers because I, I don't brew it I don't cook it right um, I have steel containers and basically that's it because um, I make the mixture I let the stay for about 12 hours then I um, I filter it because it's all mixed with the ginger and everything mm -hmm. uh, I don't let it uh, I don't filter it 100% uh, oh, yeah I, I like that you can see there is a little bit ginger or, or inside so a bit of pulp yeah exactly and then um, I bottle it I seal it and then it ferments in the bottle. Oh, wow. That is really neat. And yeah. risky, right? As you discovered. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's uh, uh, the beginning. That was the problem because I didn't know when, when you have to stop fermenting it. Mm -hmm. When I have to uh, cool it down um, or pasteurize. Right. Now I, now I pasteurize everything because... Uh, for the stores, it's impossible to keep it cold all the time. That's right. So I have to pasteurize it. Mm -hmm. Only I have some clients, they say, oh, no, give me like this. But usually I have to pasteurize it. Do you have to uh, precisely dose your bottles with yeast in order to know exactly how long it'll take to end fermentation? Yeah. Um, yes. Um, when I make the mixture, mixture with the lemon, with the ginger, the water, uh, a little bit yeast. Uh, I use uh, it's kind of instant yeast. 
Um, but for me, it's the easiest way. Um, and then the fermentation, I, I leave the whole thing about 12 hours. And then <clears throat> when I bottle it, uh, usually it takes 18 to 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends a little bit. Uh, uh, also I have a little space where I try to have uh, um, always the same temperature. But it's not so easy because in the summer here we have more than 100 degrees Fahrenheit. And in the winter, sometimes we have, um, I don't know, maybe 30. Right. So you have to have Probably. good temperature control. Like you got an air conditioned room, mm-hmm. I imagine. You put yeah. it in there and then you wait your 18 to 24 hours. Is that right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. after that, it's time for pasteurization. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then it's ready for label and ready for sale. Um, <clears throat> the pasteurization, it's also it's a little bit dangerous sometimes. <laughs> there are some bottles that can explode, but uh, I, I, now I have it under control. I know how to. You know what you're doing. You know how you screwed up mm-hmm. and you're moving forward with the process. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you have any other flavors? Uh, do you have just one particular flavor? Is that the ice? And then do you have other flavors that you release? How do you do that? Um, about two years ago, uh, I tried to make other flavors. Um, I made one with... Ooh, uh, the name... Well, here it's called uh, Jamaica. Um, I don't know in English right now. Um, it's like here they use it a lot to make uh, like a, a water, a refreshing water. Um, I had to check how it called exactly. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know what it is because we use it. We oh, have a okay. beer with it. Yeah, we do bitter orange peel and Jamaica, which is um, okay. hibiscus. Hibiscus. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and man, yeah. it's beautiful, delicious beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I did that. Uh, I mixed it with ginger, and um, it's it's okay. It's um, there are some people that like it. Uh, it was not uh, like a big sale, so mm-hmm. I left it. Um, also, the pasteurization it's a lot more difficult uh, because there is a lot more pressure in the bottle. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot more danger, uh, and I I will try to make it again, but a little bit different. Uh, let's see what happens. Um, I use uh, uh, Ambar beer bottles, like the normal beer bottles, so you can see. Oh, the, neat! The color, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing to uh, here uh, to get. Uh, Transparent beer bottles, it's very difficult. Right. Why yeah. is that? Um, there is no market for them. Okay, everybody uses uh, the clear stuff because that's what Corona uses. Yeah, clear, the clear bottle, like for Corona. Uh, Corona is a different uh, uh, size. Yeah, right. And, uh, a normal beer bottle, uh, it's almost impossible to get. Um, I used before, when I begin, I use a green, like Heineken. 
that made me a little bit special to all the other beers. Right, <laughs> right. But now I have to order uh, the half a million bottles, so uh, it's too much for me at this moment. Right, I understand. Um, yeah. So, so let me take a step back because I asked you about like a tasting room. Do you guys have your own tasting rooms there? Like, uh, does Edelweiss have their own tasting room? So, like somewhere where, like a bar, where people can come in and try your beer, or do you not uh, do that and no. just sell mm-hmm. offsite? Uh, I just sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I have um, my manufacturing, and I just sell to stores, restaurants, and bars. Right. So yeah. how's the uh, how's the reception been for the ginger beer and and how is it generally perceived in Mexico, ginger beer? Um, okay, ginger beer is, is still it's very very new. Uh, the people don't, really don't know it. <clears throat> when I go to bars or restaurants uh, to present uh, my beer, the first like the, uh, what is that? Uh, what can I do with it? Um, then I have to, okay, explain. Uh, you can make a mosque mule, uh, make one, I give you a beer, try it, give it to try to your client. Um, then I invented the Mexican mule. Uh, oh, you're the inventor of the Mexican mule. My God. Well, you should be famous, sir. Yeah, I just said to my partner, why don't you use tequila instead of vodka? Wow, you heard it here, folks. Aaron Disler is the creator of the Mexican Mule. <laughs> Thank you. That's impressive. That is very impressive. If you can put your hat on that, that's really impressive. That's for sure. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and they liked it a lot. So it's I depend a lot on the bartenders and the waiters. So they can offer it to the to the clients. If they don't do it, then there is almost no sell because people really don't know what this change beer. Right, right. It's yeah. so it's so new in Mexico. I mean, we were in yeah. this uh, problem too. Like uh, a lot of people don't know what it is. We have to educate our customers all the time yeah. to yeah. Uh, you know even if but if we can get it in their mouth, man, we mm-hmm. we got a stepping stone. You know what I mean? Uh, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's the biggest problem for us, right? It's just finding people, getting it in their mouth, getting them to try it, getting them to love it. Mm, yeah, exactly. That, that's the thing. Uh, I have a lot of friends of mine. They, they buy it all the time from me um, because they, already, they know it. They know how it's very good. It's very refreshing. It's really something different. And uh, when they have a party, they offer it and they they make Mexican mules or something else with the with the beer in in the parties. So then I get more people. They ask. They come. They call me and say, Ah, oh, can you sell me? Can you sell me? So it's a little bit more like um, let's say mouth to mouth sales. And well, now now the situation is. Very restaurants are closed. Right, uh, it's a lot harder now. Yeah, it's it's a little bit difficult. Uh, anyway, uh, there are almost no bars open. Uh, so I, at this moment, I depend more on the, on the stores. Right. Uh, yeah, you got to pivot the business to, to make the money somehow. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, you, you go ahead. No, I, I just um, I want to say um, it's still like uh, it's very new in Mexico. It's very, very new. Um, there is only import from England. And yeah, there are two, two or three kinds from England. So we're talking like crabbies, regular crabbies, strawberry crabbies, and orange crabbies? Yeah. Pretty and, much. And they are all with a lot of chemicals and uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's nothing like, like I do. Right. Yeah. I can't even imagine mixing a, uh, like a cocktail with crabbies. I think, I don't know. I mean, I understand. So for my listeners who love ginger beer, who love my ginger beer and love crabbies, I am sorry. I'm not belittling your taste buds. It is completely subjective. But for me, I mm-hmm. cannot handle crabbies. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, also a, like a big sell thing. You know, uh, you always can say, I always say to the bartenders uh, like this, Look, you have, uh, you can make a Cuba Libre, but it's Bacardi and it's Coke. They're both with chemicals and everything, so a lot of sugar anyway. So try something new. Get, get the people to, to understand that you can make something different that's not so bad for your health. <laughs> Right. Do uh, so. What some of my customers tell me is that they don't get a bad hangover with my beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you experience mm-hmm. that as well? Yeah, yeah. A uh, friend of mine had a party last Saturday, and they, they made a lot of Moscow news, like really a lot. Uh, and I asked him the, on Sunday morning. He was early. He was already on Instagram. And he said, hey, "What's up? How are you?" Very good, no problem. Uh, I have no hangover, no headaches. Uh, it's it's gonna be my dream for all my parties. Awesome. So <laughs> yeah. we we gotta be talking about how ginger does something like coats the tummy or the body from feeling terrible the next day, right? It must have some kind mm-hmm. of effect on the body so that you don't experience yeah. those terrible, uh, you know, uh, pains the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw, I heard on your broadcast, on uh, the first podcast, uh, you know more, you know a lot about chemicals and everything, uh, a lot more than me. Uh, I'm, I'm really a chef. I, I, I always try things, you know, and, uh, but you know more about this. Um, but I think the ginger is... In Asia, they use it for more than 5,000 years, so there must be something good uh, in the ginger. Uh, there's no question about it. Yeah, that's right. Um, so how is ginger beer perceived in Switzerland? Do you have in the inside scoop on the Swiss? Well, um, not so, uh, not so much information about uh, in Switzerland. Um, uh, no, no, I, I really never asked them. Uh, some, some friends of mine, they, they asked me, oh, send me, send me. <laughs> um, but I have no idea how is the perception in Switzerland about uh, ginger beer. Uh, I was in Switzerland 2017 
and the big wave was uh, Jin. Jin. Jin got yeah, to Switzerland yeah. finally. Jin, wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gin is way out of style now in the States, that's for sure. No one drinks gin and tonics. No one. It is unbelievable. I made a ginger beer with uh, quinine and lime. So it was like, yeah. it's a bitter, but very nice tonic water, you know, with the alcohol in my ginger beer. So we called it ginger yeah. tonic, and yeah. it sold like a dog. It oh, didn't yeah? sell. Man, it took me forever to get through 10 kegs. Like it, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, what what I will say is that it glowed blue under black light, which was really cool, you know. Uh -huh. Yeah, and uh -huh. so we we actually had a lot of. Some people don't know this. You don't know this, but I uh, I kind of started the brewery. One thing was I love ginger beer, but another thing was I wanted to make an alcoholic drink that glowed. That was another thing that like a like a, a goal that I had. So yeah. uh, I made two beers. One is called Sunspot. We still sell that one. Uh, it has riboflavin in it. Riboflavin is vitamin B2, and that glows under black light. And we had the ginger tonic that glowed under black light, but nobody drank it. So I only remade it one time for one of my bartenders because it was her favorite beer. And uh, we did that for her birthday. You know, but other wow. than that, I'm like, I'm not making any more ginger tonic. No one buys it. <laughs> I mean, some people love it, but not enough to keep going with it, you know. Kind of like yeah. the uh, high mica experiment, you know. You want to stick with the things that people are gonna buy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's like the Jamaica when I made it. Uh, you have to check if people like it. If, if there is not enough sale, then it's not worth to make it. Uh, or anyway, if it's a lot more work, you have to put the Jamaica and everything first. <clears throat> Because I always try to use everything fresh, so I made another one. Let me check. I, I forgot the name. Uh, turmeric. Turmeric. Oh yeah, turmeric. How'd that go? I, I made one with ginger and turmeric. Mm -hmm. um, this was like, uh, well, I don't know if you ever. Uh, peeled turmeric it's like uh, oh everything everything you, you touch yeah it turns you, orange right everything is orange the whole, <laughs> the whole working place everything everything is, it's uh, no 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 <laughs> the flavor it's, it's very interesting mixed with the ginger but um, I had some people they, they ordered me always and but uh, it's not like, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a brewery up in North Carolina that does a turmeric brew, and they're like, yeah, man, you should do this. You should do a uh -huh. turmeric brew. And I was uh -huh. thinking, I'm in Alabama. Like, look, I got faith in my customers. They're smart people, right? They're drinking ginger beer. But how am I going to yeah. sell this to some, you know, some random person in Alabama? Yeah, there's turmeric in it. What's that? It's a root. Okay, get out of my face. You know, no one wants turmeric. Yeah. Uh, it's just not very marketable. You know, I've got a strawberry beer. Guess what? Everybody knows what strawberries are. They want it. They want to drink that thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, turmeric was like a, uh, here it's very known. Uh, um, it's now with all the organic thing and everything, it's very known. Uh, people buy a lot of uh, powder. 
Oh, okay. Um, so it is pretty popular in Mexico. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Yeah, popular. yeah, yeah. Uh, Legion food, they use it a lot also. Um, but it's not like, a, okay, you can, you can sell 20 cases a, a week or something impossible. It's no way. It's only, only for the organic stores or, or like this. And uh, it's the same problem with the pasteurization. Uh, longer probably right yeah, Gotta right, go longer uh, yeah 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 and the fermentation is also different um if i don't have a, a big order I don't and everything is orange everything is orange right so you got to be wearing gloves when you're making that stuff yeah even then uh, maybe you touch a little bit and then your hands are orange People will ask you if you have hepatitis. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so no, <laughs> I don't do it anymore. So, what are the plans for the future of Edelweiss? Yeah, future. Um, well, I hope. Uh, I hope I can get people more to try it. So. That's that's the biggest thing that people can try. Uh, I am looking now for one or two salesmen. Uh, with all the stuff that's going on now, it's, it's not easy. Um, and so I can expand a little bit more outside of Guadalajara. Um, Guadalajara is a very difficult market. It's most difficult in Mexico. Uh, all the big uh, manufacturers, they try the products in Guadalajara. If they don't work, they don't go on. If they work, they go uh, for Mexico. If not, they stop. So I'm here very, in a very difficult market. But I, I'm trying to get people to know it. That, that's the first thing. And I have some friends, they help me also. They give it to other friends. So uh, at this moment, it's like try to sell more, but without restaurants, without bars, it's very but, hey, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, you know? That's yeah. kind of what my friends say about Alabama. Hey, man, you're still alive in Alabama in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you know, um, you're doing something right, bud. So you're doing something uh, right if you're still alive up there, you know? Yeah, I'm still here. I, I make, like, with this label, it was, and, and like, uh, like it is now with the bottle and everything. I, I work with this, like, for two years. Before I had another label, nothing was like by the law. It was everything was like, yeah, okay, here a little bit, there a little bit, uh, and now I have a chain. Uh, one client is a chain. There are 19 stores. There are liquor stores, um, but also there you always depend on the salesman. Who is in the store? Can he offer it? Does he offer it? You have to go there, you have to uh, make, uh, like, uh, give them some bottles, okay, give the people to try a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit like marketing. 
Yeah, you got to do a lot of hand marketing, you know, face-to-face yeah. marketing to do this job right. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. that is definitely one thing that my business doesn't do well right now because, like, I'm so busy just making the beer and making sure the brewery doesn't burn down that mm-hmm. um, I don't have time to do marketing and sales. Uh, my business partner, though, he loves doing that part, so we really do make a great team. Uh, lately, mm-hmm. he's been super busy with his other business, and, uh, mm-hmm. and he's got a full-time job on top of that, you know, but he's going to retire from his job in like, I think the end of this year. And so mm-hmm. we're hoping like we can just bust it open, you know, get, get it in a lot more people's faces, especially once the virus stuff stops, you know, turns down, turns off and we yeah. can, uh, we can get back to business and do more tastings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tasting, tasting is very, very important. So then the people are okay. Uh, or they don't buy it like at this moment, but somewhere in the brain they know, ah, I tried some, maybe a week ago I tried something new and then I go and, and they buy it. Or, or it's, yeah, me too, I, I'm really busy with, with production also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, until March I was working, in, I was the manager of a restaurant. Uh, for one and a half years, so in the morning I was brew, uh, brewing, I was making ginger beer, in the afternoon I was managing the restaurant, uh, at night I didn't sleep, <laughs> so yeah, but now, now because of the, the whole situation I don't work there anymore, so I can really concentrate me on, on the ginger beer, on Edelweiss. That's, that's now, that's my idea. And like you say, you need, you need somebody else uh, to sell. Uh, if, you, if you're always brewing and, and working and bottling and labeling, and I don't know, so you don't have any time to make sales. That's uh, right. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think keeps you going? I think about this a lot. I'm like, why am I still doing this? I've got a few reasons, but I, you know, that I can share with you if you'd like to hear them. But um, it's a rough, hard business. A lot of competition. No one knows about you. You're the little fish in a massive, experience pond with like killer sharks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what keeps you getting after it? Um, first of all, I like what I do. Um, I really like to, to make a change of beer. Uh, uh, it's something, I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit crazy, but <laughs> I really like to do it. Uh, it's my, it's like my baby. Um, it's my recipe. I begin from zero. Uh, Everything is like, well, I, I, I don't want to sound like a, too much ego or something, but everything is mine. So um, it's my baby. I like to do it. And I, I think, yeah, it's, it's, we have a lot of competition here, uh, you know, Corona and all the other normal beers. There are a lot of. Uh, um, Small breweries, everybody makes beer here. I think in Tijuana there are more than 120 little breweries. 
um, here, I don't know how many, it's a lot, but nobody makes something like me. That's right. You're, you're a very special and unique snowflake. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think that's, that's the main thing. Uh, I want to give something to people that can enjoy and it doesn't uh, make you sick or make you, uh, makes an addiction. Well, it, should be, it, it would be very good if it changed you as an addiction. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I think I, I can do something very different uh, and have fun doing it. I really, I, I, I peel the ginger, I do, I listen to music. Oh, yeah, great, I have a new production ready. Um, and then WhatsApp or something sounds. Uh, can you bring me? All all this keeps me going. Like, yeah, let's do this because uh, it's it's something mine. It's unique. Uh, and and when when I drink it, when I try it, wow, it's very very good. It's refreshing. Uh, one bottle, I'm. I'm a little bit drunk of the wrong bottle, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's for me, it's, it's like this, it's something new, it's different, and it's, it's something I created. Right. Yeah. You are the driver behind that product, that brand. Yeah. You created yeah. it. And at the end of the day, you don't have to listen to your boss, you know, tell you how to do your job. Yeah. You're the exactly. man. El Jefe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can go to sleep and be like, wow, I did this today, I did that, I sold, I produced, uh, and, and I feel good. I feel good. And in the morning when I wake up, let's do it, let's go. Uh, yeah. I have to do this, I have to do that. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything, uh, I'm out of questions, is there anything else you want to discuss? Is there anything on your mind that you want to talk about, about the ginger beer movement, as it were? Um, I really hope, I really hope uh, uh, maybe we, we are on the same page on this. I really hope uh, the people get to know it more. Uh, it's not only... About sales and making money, I think sometimes I don't think that. Uh, sometimes I think it's really uh, to give to people something different, something uh, refreshing. Uh, it's more or less healthy, um, and that's uh, one goal of mine. Uh, with the ginger beer, we have something really special. Uh, we just have to make the people to know me. Um, uh, I think maybe it will take some one or two more years, but then everybody going to drink ginger beer. <laughs> yeah, if it if it takes one or two more years, I'll be I'll be very impressed. But it yeah, like as I look forward, you know. 
like it does like what we've been able to achieve in just a few years, you know, together concurrently, by the way, but in different parts of the world, you know, struggling at the same time like this, that that's what I find so amazing is that all these little players in this uh, industry for ginger beer are like, are, are going through all this stuff at the same time. But, mm-hmm. um, I don't know where I was on that. I had, I had, some, I had something profound to say. All right. Just think that I said something profound. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really think um, if you can, if you can, it's very easy. You just have to to get people to know it, and that uh, now uh, here in Mexico, I really don't have any competition. Uh, uh, well, I have. I know two people that make it, but they are, it's different. It's without alcohol, like I told you. So it's totally different. They they don't sell to bars or restaurants. They are very small, smaller than me, and uh, they make it for a hobby. Um, and maybe uh, if there are some more brewers. Uh, or more people to make ginger beer, so uh, it's not only known in Guadalajara, let's say also Mexico City or Monterrey, they are the three big cities of, of Mexico. So then uh, we can get people more to know it. Uh, I don't care about competition, so um, I think uh, it helps competition it's always something good it helps and i agree man and let me interject here like uh Mm -hmm. like some people might think that hey if there was another ginger beer brewery in your city would you worry about it the answer is absolutely not and Mm -hmm. that is because if you go into any let's say supermarket and you see Mm -hmm. 50 different regular beers on the wall is that not competition Okay, so what, we can't have two different ginger beer companies? Would that be such a stretch? How about five? How about 10? How about 15? Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, we got a thousand different wine brands on the wall. You know, <laughs> why not? Why not some more ginger beer breweries? I don't think it's crazy at all. And that would feed that feeding frenzy. Once, once one other brewery starts doing it, the other one's going to do it. Everybody's going to know about it, you know, in just mm-hmm. a short amount of time. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it helps so, so more people get to know it. It, it. Like you say, there are 50 here, there are more than 50 beers in the store, maybe 200. Uh, and people know beer. But there's only one ginger beer, so people don't know ginger beer. If there are five different ginger beers, maybe they, then people get to know it more. So. I think it's healthy competition. It's healthy for me. I, I, I would be glad if there are more than just me. Yeah, it would help things out for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. more people would yeah. be aware of it. They could try it. They could start mm-hmm. potentially. You know, I'm kind of like uh, in like I'm into how you developed your uh, way to produce ginger beer, right? Because I produced mine completely independently, and it's different, right? So I know it's going to taste different. Um, and I'm interested in, uh, picking those differences apart, uh, with my senses, you know, you know, my Mm -hmm. nose, my mouth. Um, that brings me to what my business partner asked me this morning. He was like, ask him to send us some beer. 
So I, if, if you got some that you can send us, we'd appreciate it. But obviously it's, it's okay if that's a, a pain in the butt. We'd love to try your beer. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about it uh, this morning. Um, let me see. Uh, now uh, I'm printing, they are printing uh, my new label. I uh, changed the uh, barcode. Uh, now I have an international barcode. Ooh, so, uh, go, go you! All right. <laughs> so there's only one barcode with uh, Edwise ginger beer. Nobody can use it. Um, uh, I had to print new uh, labels for this, and <clears throat> when I get them, I should get them tomorrow night. Uh, then I come see how I can send it to you, so you can taste my ginger beer in, in Alabama. That would be awesome. That would make our day for sure. Um, <laughs> Aaron, man, I am going to uh, have to end this interview. We're about fifty minutes. I think that's a good uh, stopping point. Um, okay. But thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I'll let you have the last word. Uh, tell my listeners uh, anything that's on your mind, whatever you want to say. Uh, okay, first of all, uh, thank you, Shane, for having me like your guest. Um, second, to all your friends and clients and everybody who's listening, uh, keep drinking ginger beer first. Second, let your friends know there is something different, there exists ginger beer, and... Tell the people in Mexico there is Edelweiss also, <laughs> and uh, uh, try it, enjoy it, and let people know there is something else you can you can drink that's much more refreshing than any other beer, and it's more tastier. It's different. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, Shane, and have a great afternoon. Rolling down the street, smoking Endo, sipping on ginger juice. Biatch! Biatch.